0: Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host of Mission Go. It's Canadian Thanksgiving Day. I trust that all of us will have a thankful day as we realize all the blessings and benefits that God has showered upon us. In Psalm 107, verse one, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. His loving kindness and His good hand of blessing remains upon us." forever and ever, those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. And we can just be basking in his goodness and be so thankful for all the blessings that he's given to us. Of course, the greatest blessing is the fact that we're redeemed by his precious blood and our sins are forgiven and we have life and life more abundantly. Let us give thanks for all these wonderful blessings that God has given to us each day and particularly on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Shout, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. There's nobody there to turn me out. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. Oh, by and by, by and by, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. Oh, by and by, by and by, I'm gonna lay down my heavy load. Christian, won't you rise and tell I'm gonna lay down my heavy load That Jesus hath done all things well I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Oh, by and by, by and by I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Oh, by and by, by and by
2: I'm going to lay down my heavy load. The edition of Global Times. Today I just want to tell you about something that happened in our mission. Uh, We have a missionary in the the northeast corner of London, England. And he's been there about 10 years uh, building a church. There was an abandoned church in that area. The area is a very... uh, rough area actually Uh, when i had the privilege of preaching there and i've been there about three or four times now there's something like 10 to 15 uh, different groups of people there from all over the world and uh, it's just really exciting uh, to see all these faces these different uh, races of people when i was there it was really a privilege to preach there it's an interesting you go out the front door of the church and if you make a left-hand turn the first shop that you see is a sari shop uh, from India, and the second building is a Halal meat uh, shop. And um, while I was walking by th- this shop for the very first time, I saw the, the meat truck pull up, and here they had these half sides of lambs hanging. He took the half side off the, uh, the rack, and he dropped it down on the, the bed of the truck, then he drug it out the back of the truck, put it on his shoulder, and uh, took the uh, side of lamb into the halal meat. That's what he did. And um, But I'm just trying to tell you that around this, this building are all kinds of um, uh, Hindus and Muslims and all other religions that you can imagine. It seems like this is the area where they all sort of congregate uh, in London. Well, one of the great blessings was uh, this past week, and ask him to come and uh, and share with them. And so David was a little reluctant to do that, so he asked the another uh, pastor in the area to accompany him, and it, and it turns out that an MP in, in that area happened to be a Christian, so the three of them went and met these 15 imams. And it turns out that the reason the imams wanted to talk to David was because their own kids are getting into drugs. The one imam shared with David that... Uh, his son had taken some heroin and now he was a heroin addicted and um, they don't have an answer for this they don't know what to do about it and they're, so they're starting to lose their kids in this Western society and uh, they were asking David if he he could help them if there was any way that uh, they could work together to help them and of course this is a great opportunity uh, for David to to share the fa- his faith and he did And he talked about the power of Christ and so they started a dialogue now about Christ and Christianity and talk about the power of Christ in a a person's life to change. There, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And um, I just wanted to share that with our listening audience because it was such a blessing to me, and it just shows that God is really at work today. It's, it's It's a good time in history to show the love of Christ to people and these people, when they hear the gospel, they receive Christ. In the Middle East, we have missionaries who, who talk about uh, people who have dreams, and um, they see a, a dream of, of Christ. And this dream has a real impact in their life. And they seek out a Christian, and the Christian is able to share the gospel and they receive Jesus Christ their personal Savior. God is doing a phenomenal work in, in the world today, and it's just a real privilege to be a part of this great outreach that's going on at the present time, God is working in magnificent and wonderful. He's multiplying his church in a mighty way. We just need to pray and be involved in missions today because I believe um, this is a great time to see men and women and boys and girls come to a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Thank you for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. As you know, this is a listener-supported program and we would not be on the air without the support of all those who listen and pray for us. I really appreciate those who pray for us and those who remember us in their will or your trust. These are exciting times as we see Russia, the King of the North, coming down into Syria and having an alliance with Iran, and it looks to me like we may be coming close to the end days when our Lord could return and the tribulation could begin. This month, we're offering a booklet by Dr. Fred Hartman by writing Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231.
3: After the rain Jesus
0: Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is entitled, Thanksgiving Day. Printed copies are available upon request.
4: Today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and although we should be grateful every day, still, it's good to have a special day to stop and remember God and to thank Him for His blessings. We're all aware that our world is filled with wars and famine and many suffer from what is called the destructive forces of nature like hurricanes or tornadoes and floods. In spite of difficult circumstances, however, we still need to look up and be grateful for the many mercies God has given. A man who always seemed to find something to be thankful for fell and broke his leg. Someone said, Now that he's broken his leg, I wonder what he will find to be thankful for. Sure enough, when they met, the man said, You know, I'm thankful I didn't break both legs. So we may face problems and difficulties, but we still can find reasons to be thankful. Our topic today is God's great blessings for believers. We as Christian believers have many reasons to give thanks to God, even though we may face problems. There are blessings that God has showered upon us that we need to recognize and to be humbly grateful for. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning, in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, as believers, we are urged then to give thanks, not necessarily for everything, but in everything. The Apostle Paul reminded the Ephesian believers in chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So Paul says there are a vast number of blessings that we enjoy in Christ that should cause us to be grateful to God. Let us look for a few moments at some of these great spiritual blessings of believers. First, believers are blessed with a great love. Ephesians 2 and 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Paul then is saying that the love God has showered upon us is a great love. I'm sure he would say, first of all, because it is the love of a great God. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, said King David in Psalm 48. God Jehovah is a great God, because he is the living God. He is the Creator God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John 1 and 3. He is the Eternal God. I change not, Malachi 3 declares. This great, eternal, Creator God has loved us with an everlasting love. The miracle of miracles is His love was extended to us while we were unsaved sinners. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and 8. We were not nice, clean, holy people when God loved us, but sinners, lost and undone. God, high and holy, loving sinners, giving his only begotten Son to die for sinners? God chose us, called us by the gospel, and then cleansed us by the precious sacrifice of Calvary all freely, without price, and then placed us into his own holy family forever. All of this love and mercy of the great God prompted the Apostle John to say, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. How can one understand such love? The hymn writer has described it beautifully when he says, The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. Could we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stock on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade To write the love of God above? Would drain the ocean dry? nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saints' and angels' song. We as believers have been blessed with God's great eternal love. Let us thank Him today and rejoice in it. Then, as believers, we've been blessed with a great salvation. Hebrews 2 and 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? The salvation that God has provided for us is a great salvation. First, because it's cost to God the Father. He had to send His only Son into a wicked world when He knew He would be scorned and rejected and then suffer on a cross and all the while he would show love, mercy, and grace to the wicked offenders. To Jesus the cost was willingness to leave the Father and the joys of heaven and to come down to a sin-drenched earth. Here he would suffer the untold agonies of the cross, but by doing so he would pay the price of man's sin in full and forever. He came, becoming, as John says, the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world, First John 2. The salvation of God is great because it, of what it does. It cleanses us from sin. But more, salvation changes us inside, giving us a new spiritual nature by the power of God's Spirit, a nature that loves God and is capable of living with God forever. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We receive this great salvation freely, simply by believing and asking Christ to save us. Some will say that's too good to be true. Well, it is good, and it is true. We can never thank God enough for calling us to believe and receive His Son. I hope if you've never trusted Christ, you will today. Call upon him, for God's word says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With a great salvation also comes the blessing of a great joy. In Acts 8 and 8, Philip goes down to the despised city of Samaria and preaches salvation through Christ. And it says the people with one accord gave heed unto those things that Philip spake hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, and there was great joy in that city. Great joy is the result of receiving God's great salvation. Every believer, sooner or later, experiences the deep, satisfying joy of sins forgiven. The Apostle Peter referred to the joy of salvation when he wrote to believers that had never seen Christ but had trusted him, saying, Whom having not seen, he loved in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Chapter 1, verse 8. Believers have the joy of the Lord as their strength, and this enables us to rejoice in the Lord, despite trying circumstances that surround us. What a blessing from God his joy is. It It enables us to persevere on our journey to our heavenly home. Another great blessing for believers is that of great peace. Psalm 119.165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14. There was much to fear when Jesus was about to leave his disciples. Everything seemed so uncertain and strange. But Jesus promised them his peace, that deep sense of knowing that God was there and would take care of every detail. So God's Word promises then to us a twofold peace. First, peace with God when we accept Him as Savior, and then the peace of God when we trust Him as our Lord and for our lives. Paul spoke of a peace that was beyond understanding when he said, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4. Let us believe God's word and learn to trust his wisdom and his love in troublesome times of this earthly life. The hymn writer has said, Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, Abide with me. Let us thank God today for his abiding presence and the peace that we can have in the midst of life's storms. Then the believer is blessed with the expectation of great glory ahead. There will be the long-promised return of Christ, an event promised by God to be glorious. Luke 21.27 says, And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. This Jesus, who came to earth as the babe of Bethlehem, was destined to be the Savior, the one who would give his life a ransom for man's sin. He was rejected of men and a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and on the cross he died the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. With the sacrifice of his life for sins complete, Jesus rose from the dead, he returned to heaven and one day he perhaps soon will come again not as the humble lamb of God but as the lion of the tribe of Judah who will rule the world with a rod of iron scripture says when he comes it will be with great glory and great power and his Saints will come with him first Thessalonians 3 Paul says to the believers there To the end that he, that is God, may establish your hearts, unblameable in holiness, before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, with all his saints. The thrilling thing here is that when Christ experiences great glory, so will his saints. When Christ comes to reclaim God's God's world from wicked men, we come with him. When Christ is glorified as the rightful king and ruler of God's world, we will be with him, sharing the glory as a queen shares the glory of the king's crowning. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 says, For if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. And Revelation 5 and 9 says, For thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation." and hast made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Great glory for Christ will also mean great glory for the believing church who is his bride. What exciting glorious times are ahead for believers. Then there's the glorious resurrection of believers who have died in the faith of Christ, or the sudden transformation of living believers at the rapture. Paul speaks of some of the great changes ahead when he says in 1 Corinthians 15, So also is the resurrection. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Great events of great glory and power lie ahead for the believer in Christ. Will you be among those who will share in these and many other great blessings of believers? You can, by coming today, now, and by faith, ask God to be your Savior and Lord, and then give Him thanks for saving you. You will then join those who will share in these great promises of blessings a great love, a great salvation, a great joy, a great peace, and great expectation of glory lying ahead. Let us thank God today for all these blessings and all of God's blessings.
0: I'm sure this message from God's Word was a real blessing to you. Here at Cannes National Bible Hour, we want to share biblical truths so that people can grow in their faith and grow closer to Christ. But we also want to make sure that people that listen to this broadcast have an opportunity to realize that they need a, a Savior. All mankind are sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And of course, all of us know that we're sinners. We tell lies. We do things that we're ashamed of. The Bible goes on to tell us that the wages of sin is death. In other words, spiritual death, separation from God, eternity in hell. But that verse goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life. You can have eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You need to ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and he will redeem you by his own precious blood and you'll become a new creature. And you can do that by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing your sins and asking him to become part of your life. Remember to order your copy of What Will Life Be Like During the Thousand-Year Reign of Christ by Dr. Fred Hartman. You can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. We also have podcasts on iTunes. Look for Mission Go-Radio. And on the web, you can hear our broadcast by visiting www.missiongo.org. We look forward to being with you next week. May the Lord continue to bless you and keep you in a mighty way. Good day, if you, your friends from church, or family members are interested in more information about short-term or career ministry opportunities, or seeking someone to come to your church, or a group to speak about international missions, please call 866-483-5787 in Canada or 888-900-5048 in the United States or on the web visit www.missiongo.org.